0: A long time. Uh, we as coaches, it's uh, certainly not about us. So we're really excited about our guys. We're excited about our preparation leading into the into this week. And, and Wyoming is going to be a, a heck of a challenge for us. Uh, really, a tremendous environment for college football. So excited for for our guys. Um, excited for the opportunity in front of us. And you know that, I'll open up for any questions. Coach, what
1: are
2: some of Wyoming's biggest strengths?
0: Well, certainly experience. I, I think that's the, the first one. You know, you, any, any of the positions across the board, with maybe the exception of Hunter, um, you know, those those kids have all played in games, and a lot of them played a, a ton of football. Um, they have depth uh, because of, of all that experience, and, and I think that would be the first thing. You know, I think offensively, um, from a running perspective, you know, Xavier uh, Valade is a tremendous back, but there's a couple guys behind him, Trey Smith, um, you know uh, Titus Flynn I mean they can roll a few guys actually the quarterbacks can run on an O-line I think the experience of there speaks for itself defensively you know I, I think it'll be interesting a lot of the guys up front didn't play last year um, so I know when I was there obviously we were thin up front but those guys that played did a, a tremendous job and you add the guys that didn't play last year um, you know so I think the front seven in particular will be very vulnerable so you know it's obviously a unique situation where I know as much about them as I do uh, and trying to help our guys out as much as I can just have to go out there and, and still go out there and play and, and getting everything we have. Now. What
1: are some last things that you're hoping to clean up
0: prior to going there? Well I, I think you know preparation wise um, you know we started with with Wyoming back last Thursday and it's still a methodical preparation you know we've been primarily base downs um, these first few days, we'll transition into, you know, we transition today into some situational football, so third down red zone, and we'll continue to do that. So it's just it's completing completely, you know, the, the game plan, the preparation. Not the game the game plan has been complete, but just completing that preparation the next few days.
2: How much different is going when you have such a intimate
0: knowledge of the other team? Well, it's uh, it's unique for me in, in my career. I, I we we've, we've played against some people that I've coached with or. Um, some of those ideas have maybe overlapped from time to time, but as far as this situation, um, it is extremely unique. And I think the the schemes aside, I think you, you know the knowledge of the players, the individuals, um, the, the talent, the ability. I think is uh, you know is something that I feel like. I wouldn't help for not did to know who they are and what they can, what they can do. They can really pose problems. So, um, yeah, we're you know trying to utilize that the best to the best of our ability. I know on a conversely, they'll have a good sense for what we are schematically, um, for sure. And, and, uh, you know, like I said before, I think it's just, we got to get our guys out there and, and, and let them play and go after it place, play as hard as they can. You sure
2: with those guys, with your guys, you know, if it's of a,
0: you know, strengths and weaknesses of each of those players kind of play. I say, you know those guys. for sure yeah I think uh you know it's a lot of it's a lot of accolades for a lot of guys you know and, and, and you know it's it's a situation where yeah i'm gonna you know anything I can share with our guys that's gonna help our guys succeed on on Saturday i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna share with them um, you
2: Justin Perkins jump. The, the number one
0: center, what, what specifically kind of made it up for? Well, yeah, uh, uh, good question. And I know I referred to Justice a few times through camp. Um, it was it an was opportunity for him. Um, Hussein had an injury setback through camp. He's back now, but, um, you know, the opportunity presented itself for Justice and, and, and he jumped on it um, was uh, relative to his performance in the spring, took a big Big leap forward as far as uh, you know what he was able to bring to the table. Had a really good summer, and that's not to say that uh, that Cole didn't. Uh, Cole's just missed some time. Cole's back now, and we'll see how it uh, plays out. Not only this coming Saturday, but season goes long. What can you say
2: about Tyrells?
0: Sayers? Uh, Tyrell will miss this week. Um, you know he'll be probably in a little bit, I would say week to week right now. Uh, we hope to get him back as soon as possible, but he won't, he won't be making a big
2: specifically about his? It.
0: Uh, lower body injury that he'll, he'll be recovering
2: from. And he's recovering already. So just uh, was a little too quick to make this trip. And obviously that yeah, Ty is in his spot and, and Trey is in Ty's full spot. So what can you guys think with those
0: two? Yeah, you know, when we brought uh, Trey in, I think, you know, Ty was the key. Ty Arcata was the key to us, you know, really trying to get the best five out there um, because Ty could play strong, he could play free. He could play nickel where he's playing in, in this game. Um, Obviously, a guy like Tyrell has the ability to play corner as well as nickel. So, uh, you know, we get Tyrell back. Um, you know, when that time comes down the road, uh, you know, Tyrell will most likely get inserted somewhere. Um, but, they, yeah, tri- uh, Ty was the key uh, as far as us being able to get the best five. And, and you know, I feel like Trey and Jeff Manning have earned right to start. Uh, I know Lylan Ord's going to see the field as well as strong safety. That also gave us some flexibility to move Ty over as well. So, uh, you know, feel good about um, Tyrell coming back for sure um, in due time and, and really feel good about where Tyra is right now on the next spot. Uh, justice, you know, you definitely have three goals and guys that you have
2: starting
0: on this roster. So what do you, what do you think that about that program that you got step in here and play well? Well, yeah, uh, Coach Weshey, yeah, I've done a tremendous job and Coach Purcell before him. Um, and, you know, those guys, uh, I think, on top of uh, coming from a good program, they're right here in Bozeman. I, I think playing for the Bobcats is something that's that's really important for them. I, I know in Justice's case that Josh played played here. Uh, so he's Bobcat through and through, and, and, and that matters. Uh, it matters what um, you commitment to the program. It matters, if, you know, I think how quickly you adapt. Um, so, yeah, I think it's twofold, uh, you know, not only is, the Hawks program was very successful, Coach Weshey, and, and, and they've won a lot of games. I think they know how to play football the right way, and then also uh, you know, the fact that those guys are our Cats fans from day
2: one. What okay. just um,
0: uh have that? Very athletic. Uh, quick, uh, you know, quick first step in particular, and that's important uh, to center position. You know, um centers can come in all shapes and sizes. I know at first, on the other side, Keegan Kreider's a, a really big individual that, was, that played for us at Wyoming and is still there. Um, you know, those are you put those two guys next to each other, they wouldn't look anything alike. But, you know, I think with with Justice, um, with his quickness, um, and, and like I said, uh, he had a really good summer. So strength-wise, I think, you know, uh, strength caught up with that athleticism um, and it's put Put himself in position to you know earn a right to get on the game. So, uh,
2: Luke, although I was, was this, on the on the depth chart, okay.
0: yeah, Luke is uh, uh, he's gonna be maybe out for an extended period of time right now. Um, still working through that process. Uh, that was about a, a kind of a mid fall camp injury for him. Um, I, I know you know Blake has uh stepped up, they were competing, you know, as uh, Luke went down essentially and and um, felt good about the direction they we're both going. So, you know, I, I trust that we will get moved back all that sometime. I just don't know when that's going to be, but I've been pleased with Blake, um, you know, his ability to step in and take over both the place kicking and the kick off.
2: know, yeah, they angry, I suppose.
0: Um, uh, Nate Stewart, you know, is an unnoticed list as well. Nate will be out for an extended period of time. Um, but those three, Nate, uh, Tyrell and, uh, this film at Tarleton, in particular, was played with a uh, tremendous motor, um, and he's shown that. You know, it's just, he's become more and more comfortable in these weeks leading up to this first game um, with the scheme. He's continued to you know, show the things that we hoped he would: um, good strength, good movement, and then uh, just be able to play really hard. And that's so important up front. Yeah,
2: he's bounced around so much. I mean, uh, everybody knows the hungry to get out there. I imagine him with all the schools he's been.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, finding his finding his way and finding home um, has been a challenge for him more so than most Um being his fourth landing spot. But I, I do think he's fitting well. Um, you know, I know he's got a number of years left, so hopefully this is just the beginning of a, a long, steady career at Montana State.
2: Uh, in place of Nate, it looks like uh, Andrew Patterson. Um, what will,
0: will be the best thing Yeah, Andrew is one of uh, two true freshmen that we're bringing along on the trip. Simeon Woodard at corner, would be the other. And, and those two guys, uh, pretty early on, you know, I think those are two positions corner and, and receiver where guys can play early. Um, but from a skill set perspective, uh, you know, Andrew's throwing, showing his ability to catch the ball first. Um, to really pick things up pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, I know we got on the ball a few times in that first scrimmage, and, and he was able to, to, to be electric with the ball in his hands. So, you know, he became um, an early, I guess, target as far as this true freshman that could help us. And, and you know, I'm sure he'll show up on special teams as well. So pleased with Andrew's progression and uh, Simeon's as well. You
2: expect to forego those red shirt for those guys and that up
0: Players. Yeah, you know, I think I think at this point we would be looking at, at you know, long term decisions for both of them, barring um, something unforeseen right now, which which could happen. I yeah, that four-game rule does protect you against whatever unforeseen might be, but uh, I think we'd anticipate that both those guys will be making all the trips and contributing throughout
2: the year. Just, uh, we talked about the, the layoff and how long it's been. I mean, now that it's game week, and what do you sense for you guys? I mean, just how they are we'll have
0: to get back? Yeah, you know, uh, I think when we flipped to Wyoming on Thursday, there was a, was a buzz, I think, but more even more so today that we're in game week. Um, you know, and that's not to say there's a little bit of uncertainty as well. It's been a long time, and we have plenty of guys that haven't played, so we're going to have to work through that, you know, balancing that excitement because excitement can only carry you so far. Um, we need our guys going into this game. Um, feeling confidence, you know, and, and and breaking through some of that uncertainty, you know, those guys that either haven't, you know, played in a long time, or or the new guys haven't played at all. I think uh, that's what the rest of this week is, is for: is to continue to prepare us, to continue to gain confidence in, in what we're doing. Because um, I know this, we're going to have to go down there and play really well, uh, really well to be in the game really well to win the game. Um, and you play well by knowing what you're doing and doing as fast as you can. Have you changed
2: any words with Coach Bull recently?
0: Or? Uh, going back to the summer, uh, you know, I guess since we flipped into August, we haven't smoked at all have chance. I'm sure before and after, and then you know, pretty regularly after. But I, I think as we both have prepared our, our teams, it's just kind of leaving it at that and um, probably having to talk about each other more than we actually talk to each other.
2: It's gonna be a little weird being the uh, the guest uh, locker room
0: in the stadium. Yeah, and, and you know, I've I was on the other side once at NDSU, and in, in, in two thousand eight, we played out there. That's that's the last time I was in that locker room. I've been by it several times since then. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be different. But you know, it's um, more Montana State right now, and, and uh, it's about putting our our team out there, giving ourselves the best chance, and that boring, recollecting, all that kind of stuff.
1: To more.
3: Yes, I do. Hey, Coach. Thanks for taking a minute. Uh, you mentioned uh, just sort of the, the strangeness about coaching against Coach Bull, but uh, he's been a head coach for a really long time and had a lot of success as a head coach. What sort of things have you taken from him or learned from him as now you embark on your first season as a head coach?
0: Well, I, I, you know, I guess certainly relative to this this matchup, making it of about the guys, you know, not getting caught up. I think you know, he's done a great job of of that over the years, um, you know, making it about just that, getting our players ready to go and, and um, certainly not becoming the, the focal point of, of much of anything. So I know I learned that. I know, um, you know, a prepared team um, is the best one that has a chance to win, uh, best one that has a chance to be in a game in the fourth quarter. And I think, you know, um, get your team to believe and, and, and I think those things, no matter – what team that we had the past 18 seasons that I worked um, with him, I think every Saturday we showed up with a team that believed, and that's, that's our charge this week is to get the Bobcats to believe. We can go down there and um, not only be in the game but win the game. So um, that's through a bunch of things at you there, Colter, but I, that's my best answer.
3: You mentioned Valaday, the running back, and he's been very, very productive, especially these last couple years. But what about his talents So make him such a good player?
0: Well, I I think the biggest thing I would point to, he has continued to get better and better. You know, he was a guy that in 18 flashed a little bit but was was still undersized. I would say speed-wise was just okay, but he's gotten – considerably better each year. And he's gotten, I know right now from a size perspective, um, it looks, to, he looks to be different than he was even last fall. Um, you know, so he's become a more complete back in every which way his ability to catch the football, um, has always made him a threat out of the backfield. So, you know, uh, just a kid that's, you know, now that's a man that has is, is, is never been satisfied with even a shred of success. He's always pushing the limits and tough as nails. And, um, you know, he was a guy that I know the last couple of years in particular, that you could count on every Saturday showing up and, you know, giving you everything you had.
3: When you look at Wyoming's defense, I know that it's sort of a similar scheme to what you guys are now running at Montana State. So uh, is, does that help you when you're preparing for, for it since you guys have sort of been going against yourselves here the last month or so?
0: You know, I think the familiarity with, with the four-down look um, and a lot of the same alignments helps us you know, and, and, but we know they're going to be sound and they're, they're going to keep the ball in, in front of them. Um, they're not going to make too many mistakes. Um, so it comes down to really executing and playing hard. And that, that sounds simple, but it's, it's really hard. I, I think teams like, you know, like this that we maybe feel like we know some things about are in some ways you feel like they're maybe easy to prepare for, but really hard to to beat the, the teams that are all over the place schematically and, and, um, are sometimes hard to prepare for, but then easy to win or easy to beat. So I think, you know, Wyoming would fall in that category, you know, maybe there's some sense of familiarity that might seem easy, but uh, I've been preaching to the guys that, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for them to to be in the wrong place. Um, So we have to, you know, we have to outplay them. We have to out-execute. That's going to really be what it comes down to.
3: Seems like when Sean Chambers, the quarterback, is healthy, that gives Wyoming a pretty darn good shot to to win. So I know you had a hand in, in helping recruit and develop him at least early in his career. So uh, what sort of things do you think he brings to the table and, and what makes him uh, a dangerous weapon for Wyoming's offense?
0: Well, he's a tremendous runner, and I think um, that's where it kind of started. He's a very athletic. He's a tremendous leader, was able to be a leader – um, unlike any true freshman, I guess, I've ever been around. And he, he is a developing passer. Um, you know, I, I think the, the gains that he had made between 19 and 20 were significant. It just so happened that he threw one pass in 20. Um, you know, so I, I'm certain that he's picked up where he left off as far as his preparation, you know, relative to 2020 and, and you know, becoming more and more uh, complete where it doesn't have to all about his ability to run the football so um, you know Sean is a tremendous talent tremendous leader um, you know and has a fair amount of experience even though each one of these last three seasons have been cut short
3: and Chad Mumma the guy that stands out defensively um, but it seems like where he's from in Colorado there. It seems like there's a lot of good linebackers in that area. So I guess two-part question, what do you think makes Mama really good for Wyoming? But also, why do you think it is that it's sort of regionally, it seems like Wyoming can get guys like that quite often because it seems like there's a lot of good ones, especially at that position, uh, just in the general area.
0: Well, Chad uh, Chad can really run. I think that's the thing that, that, that to me, separates him. Um Chad's dad played for the for the Pokes, um, and he's from Wyoming. They they Chad grew up in Denver, Um, you know. So he had uh, the cowboy blood in him uh, from a young age, but was a guy I think that needed to be developed still, you know. So I I think uh, going back to recruiting, you know, he was a little bit um, on the light side, but I I think both his um, his knowledge of of our program and and his, his, you know, developmental potential, I think was the attractive nature. And I, I, think that's probably, you know, you referenced the area, um, you know, Logan Wilson, not too much different out of, out of Casper, who was a developing guy. He played receiver and corner and, and you know, Logan proceeded, um, Chad at that, that Mike position. So, you know, I think there's just, you know, uh, I think that's part of, uh, the success of Wyoming, um, in the success of coach bowl as a, as a head coach just being able to identify guys that have the the capacity and the desire to develop into something that um you know can become this guy like chad who is a bona fide pro prospect here going into 21 and it's it's well deserved chad's a great um great person beyond his ability on the football field and and you know i'm sure his leadership um, role has continued to grow so you know, he's, uh, he's definitely a guy that's, that's high on that list that we'll have to keep tabs on for sure.
1: To more.
3: a couple more for me coach thanks for taking so much time uh, I'm doing stories on both your coordinators and sort of their debuts call and plays at a division one level so uh start with Taylor house right I know that you uh, really like his energy and his innovative ideas but uh, how do you think he's navigated his first six or seven months running an offense and has it been like you expected it would be
0: yeah I've appreciated uh you know Taylor coming in and stepping into that leadership role you know and that leadership role isn't just I think it gets viewed as it's just the players, but it's, it's a coaching staff as well. And, you know, um, I think he's done a tremendous job. You know, he's, he's coaching with four guys that were on the previous staff, Um, you know, listening to a head coach who was a a coordinator for the last 12 years. So he's handled those, I think both sides of that very well, you know, working with the staff, listening to their ideas, um, listening to to my thoughts um, as we've, We've gone through it and, and you know I think um, really pleased with just that's not that's not necessarily an easy thing to do there's got to be a, a planned out a maturity that goes along with it um, and you know, Taylor's done that to my liking to this point and, and you know, I think we've got an offense that is, is within the you know the the range of of what I what I want as a head coach and and you know I think we have a chance to to really play to our strengths, um, you know, throughout the season, I think, you know, he's, um, like you said, he's, he's innovative, but I think he still understands that, that football is one, um, you know, with simple things too, with being fundamentally sound, being more physical and, and you know, that's how I see the game as well.
3: And it seems like coach Banks has a pretty darn good gauge on what the, the defense needs, particularly from an energy level, but also, uh, just in terms of adjusting personnel and things like that. So what have you thought of his first six or seven months on the job?
0: Yeah, you know, much, much like Taylor, I, I think it's you know ready for this job, uh, ready for this task to lead. Uh, you know, not only a group of players but a, a staff, and and you know, really implementing a um, a new scheme that had had some carryover, but at the same time, it was uh, you know, it was quite different than than before. And that's you know, a couple coaches a part of that, and certainly a lot of players. And you know, um, I think the thing about Freddie is uh I think he knows he knows what he wants and, and he can communicate uh, that with both the coaches and the players very well and um you know very meticulous, uh very detail oriented and I, I think to play great defense you need that. Um you can't just gloss over things, you know, whether that's in your preparation, whether that's you know, studying your opponents, um, whether it's on the practice field with with just the little things. Um, you know, Got a really keen eye for for how this defense is supposed to look and um, doesn't let anything slip. So I I think that's what I've appreciated about him. And, you know, I I think he's going to have a group of guys that, you know, are going to be in the right place and, and play really hard. And that's, you know, you do that, you got a chance to have success.
3: And when you look at it, there's uh, three new coordinators because you're no longer at Wyoming as well. Tim Polisek at Wyoming, and I think the D.C. Wyoming, what, second year there as well? So what do you think that dynamic's like, the fact that you're going to have three guys calling plays for their teams for, uh, for the first time?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that doesn't happen all too often. Uh, we're, we're that much new uh, on the side of play calling. You know, Tim's called plays before um, at North Dakota State. He hasn't. You know, call, that was post-Coach Bowl, um, but he coached with us at NDSU. So, you know, I, I'm certain that Tim's, um, you know, brought some new ideas, whether it's his experience at Iowa um, or, or even his time after we left NDSU. Uh, you know, so I'm sure he's made some, some changes, but I, I'd imagine, you know, they're still going to be grounded in the very same principles because that, in a lot of ways, is Coach Bowl more than it is myself um, over the last dozen years. And I know Jay on on defense, um, you know, I really appreciated it, you know, opportunity working with Jay, you know, um, very, very fundamental, uh, very uh, sound in his thinking on defense. Um, It was a weird year last year in 2020. You typically get to know, uh, you know, a new coach pretty well over the course of the year, but with, with COVID and, and Zoom, and no spring balls. Very limited fall camp. We didn't go against each other as much as uh, you know we typically would have. But really appreciate who Jay was as a person and a coach. And, and you know, um, there's a reason that Coach Bowl chose him um, when he had a you know a hole to replace the previous year. And I think Jay fit in really well and, and had them going uh, certainly in the right direction. 20, and I, I'm certain they will in 21. Really be be really good on
2: defense
3: and last question for me coach thanks again for taking the time Uh, the War Memorial Stadium I'm excited to check it out I've never been to a game there but how would you describe it I mean does it compare to other venues I know you've coached around the Missouri Valley and even the Big Sky a little bit and uh, also obviously the Mountain West but uh, what do you think of the venue how does it stack up and what do you expect the atmosphere to be like on Saturday I think it'll be a
0: tremendous atmosphere Uh, you know it's Last year was, was partial fans for the two home games that were played there. Uh, so it's, it's been a long time for the majority of fans in Wyoming. You know, these early, early September games were always uh, um, a tremendous crowds. I suspect that will be the case. And, you know, um, uh, it, can be a, it can be a really energized environment. So that's, you know, I, our guys shouldn't have any, Misgivings, that this isn't going to be electric. This isn't going to be a, an adverse situation where you got a big crowd and that's going to be pulling pulling for their team and, and certainly rooting against you. Uh, so, yeah, a passionate fan base uh, in Wyoming, and, and they, they come from all corners of the state. And I know these uh, afternoon games early in the fall, uh, they really attend. You know, uh, as the season goes along, they get some... Odd, odd times, some late games, some cold weather games, but I know these ones in September have been really well attended and, and uh, you know, just, just great college football atmospheres that I think would stack up with uh, most everywhere.
1: to more.